1: this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Show, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr.
2: I'm Scarlett Foo.
1: Big money headlines in sports from this week involving former NBA star Meta Sandeford Artest, also known as Meta World Peace.
3: Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's
1: good to be here. Oh, my goodness. Before we even get into the business ventures, you did something very cool, and I, and I hope a lot of good. Men out there understand what you did. You changed your name to Meta Sandiford Artest, and can you tell us why?
3: Well, when I was Meta of Peace, I got married to my wife last name, Sandiford, so I just we decided to go with her last name into my original last name. So now it's Meta Sandiford Artest legally. We got married four years ago. All right, man. I and love that.
1: That's the way to do it. Yeah,
3: Does
2: she go I by Sandiford Artest I- as well?
3: Mm-hmm. Yep, she uh, goes by saying the I Artest. So it's a family last Absolutely. name now. Yeah, it is. It really is. It truly is like a, kind of a collaboration. <laughs> <Friendship>.
1: <laughs> well, you have been doing a lot of great things, and you are really rocking it in the business world. Uh, you are planning a new investment fund for the Artest Management Group. Can you tell us about that?
3: Yeah, you know, I started Artest Management Group 2009, a concept when I met with my friend uh, Marion Jefferson. We met, kind of talked about business, and I was like, you know, I'm trying to get started. I want to really do something different. It's right before we won the championship in 2015. We incorporated it. Uh, we were going to just launch a full-on management company. That's athlete management. Initially, it was movies. It was a little bit of everything. And what I realized, it was too much to handle and launching that those many uh, verticals. So, I decided to focus more on just basketball. Uh, then we launched Experts, Export C Corp. So meanwhile, both the companies were C Corps. Our uh, Test Management Group Inc. C Corp. and then uh, Experts, Export C Corp. And um, what we did was just focus there, focus on the tech side, athletes, uh, connecting athletes, bringing them together. And I started to attract more business. And the business I started to attract was things I wanted to be involved in to build up my portfolio. And meanwhile, you know, when we launched Our Test Management Group. We launched it at a ten mil valuation out the back, and now when you fast forward, we have health healthcare companies that's doing pretty well. You know, we was had an opportunity to be a part of two companies that went public. We got some companies that's going public in the pipeline, and we have opportunities to to engage in other real estate opportunities, professional sports opportunities. When we were, when I, when I measured all that. You know, I called my buddy Stefan Barnes, who I know mm-hmm. from Lasalle Academy. He's on the board of St. John's, and you uh, know, I was like, "Hey, uh, I'm thinking about doing a few things here. My healthcare company is doing pretty well. It's called Easy Care Link uh, Healthcare Company." And I was, he, I was like, "I think I'm going to launch a fund. And He said, "Hey, you got to call my guy." So I called up his his, uh, his old boss, Jerry Bias, and we talked and we talked, and, and then I asked my team, I said, "Hey, do do you guys just want to do a, you know a, a, a bigger fund?" Versus, you know, a a ten or fifty million dollar fund. We said, okay, let's do it and let's try it. And we got a nice uh, response from the community, especially the big investors. And now we're just taking more meetings and different things like that. So, you know, it's 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 ambitious, um, but it's something that I wanted to do.
2: Any former athletes as well in the mix?
3: well one of the things that i don't like to do is come out the gates talking to you know trying to get capital from athletes i don't really care how much money they have because i was an athlete at one point mm-hmm. and i'm a little bit gun shy there um because you know we've seen, uh, we have seen we hear a lot of stories of athletes going broke I, I want to make sure it's a no-brainer and a winner before i start going to athletes so now yeah i will be um, attempting to go to athletes now that we have this amazing team, mm-hmm. but I, I was holding off for a long, long time. I didn't want to use athlete capital as startup capital.
1: That that is very good you said that because I, I think of you and I, and you remind me a lot of Endamacan Sue who used to play for the Detroit Lions. Both of you guys on the court and on the field, passionate players, and then off the court, you step off, and you guys are just. Clocking it, man, when it comes to the business acumen. What would you tell, not just an athlete, a pro athlete, but even a college athlete trying to come up through the ranks on how to manage their money?
3: You know, I think you meet lots of people. Um, I always tell people, close family members, you want to make sure they're learning, you know, and not just watching. Mm -hmm. Because when you get older and you retire, you know you, you know, you don't you don't want to keep paying those large fees hmm. and different things like that. You know, I launched my own you know, in-house family office um, two, about six years ago. We actually have a couple of athletes signed to us. Because um, it was a once upon a time when I was young where I was kind of making mistakes and stuff. So, you know, I said, you know, I just wanted to get ahead of this thing. And, yeah, I would just say, you know, work with people you trust. Make sure you bring up your family. Make sure they're learning and not watching
2: you said you're tired of making mistakes. Can you share a mistake that you made that informed the way you went about forming your test management group and how you went about building this fund?
3: Yeah, you know, when I was coming up, I was mostly focused on basketball early on in my career and defense versus equity and cap tables and stuff like yeah, that yeah. as a 19-year-old kid. Um, one of the deals that I always like to talk about is the vitamin water deal. Uh, when I was helping vitamin water in my community, when it was pushing carts, when the founders was pushing carts of vitamin water, and then I decided to put vitamin water on my jersey for my my league. And vitamin water, after a couple months, they was like, hey, guy, thank you for that. You want to bring me into the office and offer you something? So they brought me into this office and offered me equity in the company. Mm -hmm. And I think I was 25 at that point. I I didn't know what equity was at that point. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, about three about three months later, I think, or maybe a couple months after. They sold it for billions, and then everybody made a lot of money. And at that point, I'm like, okay, I got to get on top of my game. And I was actually frustrated at that time, but I did tell myself it will come back around. But, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a fairly simple guy, so I have a lot of patience. I'm not really rushing. Um, but it did motivate me to get on my A game in terms of business, you know, cap tables, reading contracts. Getting the right deals, uh, targeting companies—it <laughs> made me more hungry. Actually, <laughs>
2: because of that missed opportunity yeah. to get equity from Vitamin Water,
3: it wasn't the missed opportunity. It was the actual understanding the terminology of equity. I see. <laughs> you know, okay. I, I I really didn't care about what that word meant. It was never serious to me. I wasn't really interested in those words. <laughs> I was more interested in just locking up defense yeah. and. At that point, I said, you know, this is a real interesting concept. So then I started to, you know, inch towards just learning, 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 learning. Um, And I I did a lot to put myself in this position where people are, everybody that's involved has run billion-dollar companies.
2: That doesn't sound like a mistake to me.
3: Well, I'm talking about now, yes. But (laughs) but before, it was was a mistake that when you miss out on that type of, you know, when you have a, a... $200,000, $300,000 Two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars investment that can turn to forty million dollars. <laughs> <That was> a... <laughs> I, I, I can see, I, I can see the, the error there. Yeah. It was a lesson. <laughs> but
1: yeah, you, it was. you know, we're ahead of the curve though, because you had that, you wore it, and you were. That's when all of a sudden, all the league started realizing. You know what? We put some sponsorship on our jerseys. Uh, we can uh, make some money out of this. The sponsors are going to like. Cause you were ahead of the
3: curve yeah. with that. Yeah, I think so. Well, a lot of stuff like I definitely have a vision and like to move. You know, even when I changed my name or you know if I do something on camera, I was always kind of out there as a player. Even though I was once upon a time a star, but when, you know when I, when I when that started to fall off, I started and I always had creativity to stay relevant. And I you know, I kind of wanted to have a little more patience this time because I do see I do see things in the future. All my all my And ambitious, but sometimes taking the necessary steps, right? So seeing the future, but then just taking your time, right, and getting there. And that's something that I know I have Mm -hmm. because of how I played the game, right? So there's no rush. Just keep working and Mm -hmm. chip away at it. And then things will happen.
2: Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE.
0: Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code radio20 at bloomberglive.com slash greenfestival.
2: Speaking of taking the time to kind of chip away at things, I know that you um, have a partnership with Boost Mobile where you work with students to navigate brand sponsorship. You kind of serve as a mentor and a guide. Yes. Talk a little bit about what that entails now when, they can get so much of that information online through TikTok videos, through YouTube shorts. I mean, they come in here with a knowledge base that's different than perhaps you did at that age.
3: Yes, and Boost Mobile was first in the NIL department when the NCAA announced, or when their ruling went, where athletes are now able to get paid. And I remember talking to uh, Andrea Henderson of Boost and also uh, Steve Sokos, and they really said we should, be first and support the student athletes. They did, and the student athletes are really brilliant these days. They they know their work, they know their value, and they deserve to get paid. I remember when I you know times in college where I didn't have money, you know, and 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 I would make stupid decisions, you know, because I didn't have money and different things like that. So I think you know with Boost Mobile, the, the partnership it made a lot of sense. Being my background in mental health, my background in giving back to the youth. You know, and and always wanting to be a part of things that has social impact. It's not all. It's not always about just making money. You know, it's also about how are we gonna help the youth, not only with mental health, but also financial literacy. You know, and knowing your worth, and understanding your economics and different things like that at an early age, right? So, so we don't miss these waves. Uh, such as I, such as we miss being from Long Island City.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, how many millionaires came from Long Island City versus how many of us are actually building the real estate in Long Island City? Right, not not having the the real estate literacy and different things like that. So it's very important that we understand how to navigate and you know and, and build these big projects. You know, build these you know fifteen hundred. Uh, unit buildings and different things like that, you know, uh, and being ambitious uh, and, and being aggressive and, and going towards those goals.
1: yeah it is hard, especially for youths today, to navigate about mental health because it's tough out there, man.
3: Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's a lot because, you know, obviously there's so much more media, so much more social media. Um, everything's faster uh, and the lifestyle that we that we want or we see on social, we think that's something we got to live. And there's a lot of stress out there these days. So you know, we definitely want to continue to support. I recently joined the board of UCLA Psychiatric Ward, and that was one of my biggest accomplishments in mm-hmm. my career because just ha- having the ability to work with such a big you know institu- you know institution to give input from my perspective, being one of the leaders in the space, mm-hmm. you know, at, at an early time. So. You know, we still want to make sure that we're trying to be responsible and send out good messaging. And then, how can we come up with really good solutions where you know people could have an outlet versus holding things in, bottling things up, becoming stress, anxiety, depression? And how can we create more happiness?
2: You mentioned you're on the board. What kind of input did you share that perhaps um, others on the board were not aware of, given your personal experiences and what you've gone through professionally?
3: Well, I think my I think my you know my initial board meeting was just an introduction, and obviously we have more meetings coming up in, sure. in, in the future. But uh, I think what was inspiring you know to, to to the chair of the board was the work that I'm doing that I've done, mm-hmm. you know, in the past I've done so much in mental health. Uh, not I wasn't necessarily trying to be recognized for it. I, I was just doing it. It's something I wanted to do, you know. And now people are recognizing that, and we got big plans you know, not only being on the board but we got big plans with different types of product that we want to launch in the mental health space along with our other healthcare stuff.
1: You're also connected in the NFT business with the Mena Panda Club. That is aimed at building the world's largest basketball community, uniting pro players, basketball teams, leagues, and fans. So let's say, for example, I've got my $6.25, and then Scarlett's going to come in and say, Mike, you're cheap. And then, (laughs) but I still want to get in this NFT. How do I go about doing it? (laughs)
3: That's a good question. So, I mean, with $6.25, um, it'll be hard for you to get inside. <laughs> it'll be the bargain basement. I <laughs> need huh? some friends, <laughs> But I could always drop you an NFT if you give me your wallet of ID. <laughs> you know? And, you know, you can buy me coffee. <laughs> um, yeah, but I love the blockchain space. I've been My son is a computer science major um, at USC, graduated high school at the age of 15, got a basketball scholarship to UCI where he did not only basketball, but also computer science gaming. He transferred to USC Cinematic School, which is only one of, one of 40 kids, students get in every year. Mm. Um, so we have a background in technology. He's a real developer, launching his own company and raising money actually. Um, but he's only 21 years old. Mm-hmm. He actually did some development work for Intuit QuickBooks last year where they hired him. He's now working for VC. We love technology. He's focused on blockchain technology as, a, in, as in a CTO space. That's his goal to be a CTO, and I'm in the space as a CDO, project manager. Um, I do work with tons of developers, Web three, Web two, so I understand what's possible, and that's why I love the space. You know, versus going through middlemen or third parties and just being on the consumer-facing side, we're on the back end side. So we actually have different deals with web 3 developers where we'll be able to launch multiple products i've really love the web 3 space um it's definitely something that our portfolio is going to focus on being that in the position that we're in mm-hmm. uh being able to work with the devs and then also work with the athletes so we'll be able to get product out there quick
1: we lost uh, a few days ago probably one of the greatest defensive players yeah. in it, bill russell Uh, Played for many years for the Boston Celtics and was a player coach also. Uh, Without guys like Bill Russell, it would be pretty hard for guys like you and many others in the league to be as successful as you are today.
3: Um, I mean, I love Bill Russell. When I got my defensive player of the year, he was there. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, RIP to Bill Russell. I agree. He definitely set the tone back in the days. I heard a lot of stories about the race, the, the racial incidences that he uh, had to absorb mm. and endure, and, and, and he still came out as a classic guy. Yeah, you know, on the other side, um, very inspiring. Uh, I got him number one, my, my number one player of all time, because of his eleven rings and he started each year, and those were his teams. He also had a ring as a champion. I mean, sorry, as a coach and a player. So until someone can beat that record, Bill Russell is the greatest ever.
2: And I'm curious what takeaways um, you have from his coaching career, given that, you know, you're thinking ahead and how you might want to one day be a coach in the NBA as well.
3: Yeah, I think it's great. I, love, I think uh, I coach now. Right, so even in my last two years with the Lakers, I was coaching the Palisades High School girls as an assistant coach for Coach Torino Johnson. Mm -hmm. I'm coaching right now Cal State girls, Division two basketball for Coach Torino Johnson. I also coach uh, at Beverly Hills High School for a little bit. I coached the boys there, probably. I I got 10 teams around Los Angeles right now. Um, I do a lot of coaching right now. I'm just prepping for my time, so when I do get into coaching, you know, it'll be great, and my team is such an A1 team in terms of with the fund. I'll be able to coach while the business is still being ran. you know, excellently. <laughs> so with that being said, now I'm even more aggressive towards going to coaching because of what I the foundation I laid.
1: You had mentioned at one point that you were inter- interested in being the Knicks head coach, and that was before Tom Thibodeau got hired. Uh, and, and I didn't right. know anything about that until I saw that out there.
3: Well, I, I, I love coaching. I try to do what I love. I don't want like anyone's job. I always wait until I hear something on ESPN. So I'm not in the back end where people are actively trying to get metal well, say, a coaching job or even if I have opportunities. I just wait till I hear something on TV. If I hear something on TV, I will then go try to get that job. But after that job is secured, I then step back away. I support the New York Knicks. I love the Knicks. I love Coach Thibodeau, I'm I'm rooting for him to bring a title to New York City, and I want to be <laughs> as supportive as possible. Um, I want to be as supportive as possible, uh, you know, to Coach Thibodeau. Uh, and but yeah, absolutely. Hey, when I got drafted in 1999, I had a Knicks jersey under my suit. I thought I was going to the Knicks. I was about to take it off and different things like that. I, you know, I, I, I got a great love for the Knicks, and I mean, it, I, everybody would love to be a head coach and bring a title to New York City. <laughs> you know, um, you know. And, and, but you know, with that being said, it's just, a, it's just, a, it's just a kid dreaming. You know, it's a kid dreaming from Queensbridge, Long Island City. That used to look at the buildings from across the water, and that's it. You know, I'm going to continue to dream. You know, I'll continue to be ambitious and optimistic and all this stuff, but not at the cost of anyone else. You know, I do not want to be that person that's actively trying to get someone's job or, or whatever the case may be. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not, I can't even do that. I'm just saying I'm not even putting myself in that position. But anytime something comes up, I would love to just say, I would love for them to be like, hey, Nutter, you're the head coach. And I'll say, hey, guys, good. I don't need anything from you. I got it all handled. You just go on vacation. <laughs> General managers, presidents, owners, go on vacation for two years. I got it. <laughs> that's out yeah but you know what it's just I, i'm a character i love to have fun you know and you know sometimes you know I, I don't want it to come across the wrong way i do love to have fun
1: i like to have a cup of coffee with you because you you're my kind of guy man. <laughs> I, I like that it, it's you know that yeah it, it, see i, I want to follow meta sandiford artest example because i am michael friel bar and that's my, that is my wife's name uh, was Freel before, so I'm following that for a while, man. And Meta, you are you are brilliant, and you have a kind heart. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Absolutely. Thank you for
2: having me. Thank you, Meta. It was a pleasure talking to you.
1: This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Michael Friel Barr, along with Scarlet Foo. Catch us here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, exploring the world of money and sports. And catch me on Twitter at Dick Barr Sports.
2: I'm Scarlet Foo. You can catch me at Scarlet Foo on Twitter.
1: You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world.